one. Don't be nervous. Go ahead. Welcome to a nice new episode of the Manic Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Riley, alongside my lovely producer, Taylor Robinson. How are we doing? We are doing good. It's been a minute, huh? Yeah. Happy to get you back in the studio. It's good to be back in here. Uh, I've been on the road some. I visited my hometown for a little bit. It's always interesting to go back to your hometown and, and see. It's just, everything's different now, but it's like there's some sort of remnants of it being the same, you know? Yeah. And it's just familiar to me. So when I go there, I get I like the fact that it's, I can kind of remember everything. I feel comfortable there just because I spent so much time there growing up. You know where to go. I don't have to use my GPS. Even though I, I've been <laughs> here forever, I still GPS everything just because of the traffic can change, but not in a town like that. So it was good. I had some some family time. We did like three different – it was for Thanksgiving, and whenever this airs, but it was, it was for the holiday, and we did three different turkeys. We deep fried one. Oh, wow. Yeah, we smoked one, and my mom did one in the oven. Jesus. Right? Did you have like 50 people for not, Thanksgiving dinner? We used to. <laughs> not everybody was around this year. Like, I think she we overplanned a little bit, but it was a lot of turkey. I can um, imagine. But it's more about the process of doing it, like the, the deep frying it and then getting up. And then we all we started a new tradition of shotgunning a beer afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It was pretty small town fun stuff. And uh, I was just running a clinic because I remember having to do that in college to try and fit in. <laughs> yeah. I was on the baseball team, so they made me always like shotgun beers. And I was always shotgunning gross beer and getting too overly drunk. But I can still do one. Well, that's good. I still got it. You got it. If in anyone you. was wondering out there if I could still do it, I can. I found it out that I can still shotgun a beer with the best of them. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, never, as long, there's forget. a whole process to it, though. <laughs> you know, and I, I was trying to teach my dad how to do it, and he was like, "We started this." I was like, "Well, we perfected it." Do you use a key to get in there? How do you? We, u- we used a little like um, it was like a almost like a bottle opener. And, oh, okay. And, and you pop the top a little, just a little bit with it, give it a little bit of air, put the mm-hmm. hole in it on the side, snap it, and turn her up. I like it. And then you're ready to party after that. I can't do a bunch of them, and I don't bong beers anymore. This isn't getting out of control with the family stuff. It was just a fun moment. I was actually joking, of course, and I say <laughs> stuff, and then someone takes it and goes with it. I was like, we should, we want to shotgun one? And then everyone, everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was Everybody like, just hops on board. I was like, oh, I didn't expect to actually get yeses out of everyone for that. <laughs> But it was fun. It was it's 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 fun. And I was watching sports in my hometown, which is in Ohio. And I just noticed that when you're watching sports in different parts of the country, it's just different perspective. Because mm-hmm. there's different teams, there's different colors. It kind of looks the same. Like everybody's doing the same stuff. But it was it was good to be back in Ohio for some sports and just to be reminded of what it's like to be rooting for the Buckeyes and the Browns, but also being in Ohio to do it. Right. Yeah. It's different from. You doing it here in Charlotte? <laughs> it is. It's and you know they have the the places you can go if you can get a bunch of people together and watch it, which I never really do that because it's always too busy for me. Mm-hmm. And and I don't really like being around a lot of people during what bars for sports anyway anymore. I don't know. I'm that old guy now. I guess <laughs> I'd rather just watch it at home or be there or tailgate or something. Or um, I like how my we do it at my pops, my dad's place. We do it in the garage and it's fun to watch it on on the game on like that. But it was just cool to be in a different back to in Ohio to watch sports then watch because i got to watch the buckeyes get smoked and then um by michigan we'll see what happens Oof. yeah it wasn't very fun it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a very fun game and then the browns won one so it was a good mix at least you got one win in there we did we got one and it was a good game so 
Um, it was fun to be back, and then I've been on the road a little bit too. Which I wish everybody always asks me if I have like these great road stories. My road life is pretty boring. Pretty boring, pretty typical. Yeah, it's mostly driving. You know, I'm mostly driving. I get up, pop a gummy, drive three hours or however long to the next hotel, check mm-hmm. in. You know, I don't do anything crazy after the shows anymore. And it's not like I'm doing sold out arenas or partying with a bunch of people afterwards. They're pretty small shows. But it was good to be back out there doing an hour again. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds like it. It's tough because I'm working in new stuff too. So it's like trying to work and build this hour back up. But it's like some of the shows were extremely small. And then one was real good. How small was the... Smallest one was like five people. Are you serious? Oh, I know. We oh had gosh. to keep... Because the people buy tickets, and it's so embarrassing to say that I'm only selling five tickets, but they didn't send any of my promo material out mm. that I sent out to it to promote the show, which you could get a handful more people in there. I mean, anything under 10 is just like a focus group. It's not a real show. Yeah, but that's not on you. Yeah, well, it feels that way at this point in my career. It's just because of how important it is to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. and then, um, But it just didn't really work out that well. And it was it was tough to talk to the same people for an hour and, like, you know, no one wants to, you can't get a big eruption of laughter. Even right. If it is good. It's just people chuckling or you can see them laughing, but it's like, and then you're just like right back into talking again with Not a really microphone yelling at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine it really does depend on the crowd to, you know, that factors in with how confident you feel on stage and, you know, keeps that momentum going. Yeah. It's like if you were trying to surf in a puddle, man, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause there's no big waves. There's no big waves of laughter because there's not enough people in there to get it going. But at the same time, you're still, it's just like, it's, it's letting everyone down. Really. Mm. The audience doesn't get the proper experience. They may never, they may, they may not even come back to a show after that, no matter how good you are, because it's just like, it's just a weird experience to be there in that small of a crowd. But um, the one that we we did in the, the winery was good. It was over thir- and the more people got in there because I did these two small shows and then boom, we had a little bit bigger show. And by the, the third show, I would be doing an hour, three nights in a row. Nice. So it got a lot better. Yeah. And we're about to head out back again. And I think you weren't you weren't here this one one weekend when I talked about almost getting fired for going thirty seconds over my time. No. <laughs> Brian was here for that one. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm working with that guy again. Oh, <laughs> he wow. doesn't know it yet. <laughs> wow, he's gonna ha- be in for a real surprise. I'm not going a second over my time at all. I won't go. I'll do whatever time they want me to do. I don't care if it's twelve. It was only twelve <laughs> minutes set anyway. But I'm going to do my time and then move on. Thirty but seconds is a little excessive to get fired over yeah, for them. Yeah, we there was it was something else going on there. We'll see what happens this weekend with it. But they offered me the weekend, and then I was trying to be like, almost was like, "Well, are you sure?" But I'm <laughs> at the same time, like, "Dude, I need to work," you know? Yeah. So we're just going to go with it and we'll probably talk about what happens. And maybe it'll just be one of those moments where, you know, you had a moment when, and when you meet someone and you do a set or you meet someone in entertainment and the first you only get one weekend with them. You really don't know them that well. Mm-hmm. We're going to run it back and see what happens. Yeah. The first time was a warm up. <laughs> literally it wasn't much. Of a, it wasn't like a hot show where I only did a small set, but it, it was a little bit of a warm up to get to know each other. And now we're, when I, I just want to know what happens when he sees my face and knows that it's me again. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> it's going to be interesting <laughs> for sure. It's a never dull moment with me when I get gigs. It's never easy. It's always always fun because I've always had a pretty unconventional life. I don't really live exactly by the book, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of like it that way. But as you get older and it's unconventional, it's a little harder to justify it, I guess. Yeah. You should fall more into a normal life the older you get. It's okay when you're younger, you can do whatever you want. People are just like, oh, you're young. You'll figure it out. Yeah, that's an always thought I'd figure it out. We'll see what happens. But um, it's good to be back out on the road. I'm going back out again next, well, this weekend to the same club for the whole weekend. And then next week I'm going to do four more uh, brewery winery. Sweet. Runs. So we're getting work. Getting that work. Put in work. And uh, I uh, 
have to admit to the podcast nation that I haven't put any videos up yet, but I did download the TikTok app. Oh, look at you. I think I'm going to break. Wow. I know. No I one ever thought it would I think you'll do good on TikTok. You, you've got to get all your videos on there. I think I'm going to try it. So it's just like at the point where I'm, I, the Instagram thing is not taking off and the Twitter is not doing as much as I want it to. And it's mm-hmm. like they, they get so many more views on this TikTok. And I saw someone that like did TikTok videos and then was in this, not a good movie, but they showed up in a movie. And I'm just like, goodness gracious, man. Yeah, it's worth a shot for sure. I think it is at this point. Yeah. I'm just going to put take my clips that I have on YouTube and put them on, on there and see if anybody likes them on there, if they get more traction. I don't really know how to do it yet. I mean, I have to, it'll take me a while to figure <laughs> it out, an old man on TikTok. But, and the fact that I'm even considering it now, it's like, it's just, it, it's, it's very surprising for me to actually do that because I thought it was always going to be like on stage and then mm. someone would notice me on stage or I'd build a following by being on the road and that's just not happening. So it's like, we'll get Give this other thing a shot. You're broadening your horizons. I'm doing my best to. Doing good. I'm trying to, and that's a that's a. I'm pretty stubborn, dude. So if I do try <laughs> and broaden it, it's actually like kind of a getting out of my comfort zone, I guess. Yes, yeah, speaks you know? volumes. Because I don't think creativity happens when you're comfortable. No, not usually. It's not like I'm not saying I have to go back to being crazy to create content, mm-hmm. but it's I don't think being when you're comfortable is very good for creativity. And lately I've been very comfortable with where I was at in my in my life and um, some parts of it. Like I really like the aspect of being the comfort around me, mm-hmm. but it's not leading towards a, like a very creatively intense environment. That makes sense. You got to get it out of your comfort zone for things like so, that. Yeah, because we, we pushed the podcast back a week because I had a little bit of write, writer's block and I got all these ideas down here. But I've been having a little bit of writer's block on stage two. Mm. But getting back on the road is going to help with that because as soon as I start getting that muscle working again and after the shows or driving, I'll think of material. The only thing is if I'm driving, I don't like I can't write it down. <laughs> right. So sometimes I'll lose a thought that I thought was really good, but or I'll just speak a note into my I phone. I was just going to say voice notes. Die. Voice notes. <laughs> Try not to total my car while I'm writing about my latest dick joke or something. Right. But um, there is something creativity. And one comic told me one time, like by being on the road, like the three hour mark of driving is like when your brain kind of like is really at its highest. Hmm. So you should stop and like pull over and write. Yeah. And it's just like, but I'm always on a schedule and I always just want to, uh, my, my biggest thing is just get to the next gig. Right. Get to, go, get go, to go. the hotel. Mm-hmm. But there is a moment on the road and it usually is around that mark where I start thinking about bits and I'm driving. And I'm like, man, that, per- that they were right about that. Yeah. It's you'll have to take that advice. Weird science experiment. Maybe I'll find a way to take a break every three hours and kind of write some stuff down or stop at a rest area and put some notes in my phone yeah. and get back on the highway. Or um, I'm gonna have a sidekick on on with me, and my opening act's gonna be there for the road. So maybe I'll just force him to write some stuff down. There you go. Idea. There you go. Yes. But uh, yeah. So we're 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 back doing stuff, and also I've been listening to the podcast, and we we sound really it sounds fun. We're do, we're doing pretty good, don't you think? I think we're doing great. I, I think, think we're really really coming along. <laughs> I think we're doing fantastic. Yes, yeah, splendid. It's fun, but uh. There's some stuff I'm still out there worried about. Like I don't, I'm I'm worried about like imagination dying over time. I don't know if it's mm. gonna be, you know. I just don't know if people are like into the, the letting people. Use. It's such, such a society now where we're focused on. I guess we're creating some sort of content, but it's not really creative a lot. It's just if someone doing a dance that someone else has done, right? Or right. or just like, but I'm worried that that's gonna happen. And and in a world where you like. 
I'm not I'm not saying this is the best way to approach it, but I used to have a lot of fun in public. We'd play this game. We'd go out in, in bars, and we would change our last name, change our job, <laughs> and play the improv game with people just to have, like, create a whole new life in one night. I love that idea. It was so much fun. We can't do it now. Everyone will fact check you or look you up on Facebook. Right. Or, or it's hard to get away with anything because they will, they, you can't really make it up. But we were, I mean, I was a hockey player one weekend. Oh, wow. You might get in trouble for all this stuff now for, like, deceiving someone across from you. But it was a lot of fun. I was a kindergarten, I was a preschool teacher one night. That was impressive. <laughs> I like that. I, had, I was just cr- <laughs> able to go out and create a new life for a night and have fun. And my buddies were, we would be, oh, beforehand, we'd get in on it. And we would just be like, all right, are we playing the game tonight? And we're like, yeah, let's go play the game. And we would just create lives. Like, why not? What were some of the names that you used? Uh, I, I didn't really change my last name or say anything about it. I just went by Todd. Because if okay. someone came in and saw me and they, they change, you have a different first name, the game's over, right? True. Like true. So we weren't, we weren't like in a different state where no one knew me. We were going out in the same city every gotcha. weekend. But it was like we were going to places and meeting new people. And we would use, and plus, if you wanted to drink or something, if someone messed it up and was like, Todd, do you want a drink? And you're like, oh, I just told him my name was <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Steven. Andrew or something. <laughs> <laughs> like. But um, it was it was a lot of it was just a lot of fun, and I'm just afraid like that that would be like I don't know what that would look like today. I don't even think you'd, I think someone would get really offended. They might. It's a possibility, but it would still be fun. And God forbid if you'd hook up now with someone and if, with a false background in your brain, you get in. I think you'd get in a little bit of trouble for that. Yeah, if someone had money, they could probably sue your ass. Right. I was thinking. <laughs> I don't think anybody cared enough back back then to do it. They just yeah. thought they would get like it was fun and had a good time. And now it'd be like, yeah, you might be in a lawsuit because you pretended to be a construction worker for a weekend. Right. Not that that's the best example. They have a lot of time on their hands if they really really pursue that. Want to come after you? It's a possibility. It just seems more dangerous to have fun than <laughs> it used to be. Or I'm just getting old. No, I think times are changing. I just want, want to, we can find ways to have fun on our phones, but we I like the doing it in public as much. And I don't know. I just it's it's just different. And and that was a good time in my life. And I was a young in my twenties partying and changing my name and changing my job because we my one buddy just got back from in the military, just got back from Iraq or whatever, and mm. so like he didn't want to talk about that. I right. didn't want to talk about the sales job that I had because it was boring. I was working. It wasn't really boring, but I was working in a health club. It'd be the same conversation every time I'd bring up what I did. Oh, I just want to tone. What do I do for this? <laughs> and it was the same conversation over and over again. So one night we were just like, let's just do, let's just make up let's our just lives. Make up a whole different persona, backstory, and go with it. Yeah. And we were good at it. I mean, we never. We always made it so obscure that no one would like think it was. We weren't like saying we were. We were minor league hockey players the night we were hockey players. We yeah. <laughs> We were, and then um, one dude was leading the league in penalty minutes, and he screwed up the game. It was like, penalty, hockey? I hate hockey. And the girls were like, what? I was like, this game's over. Right. Uh, done with. That's why we don't let everybody play the game, you know? You've got to be good at it to play. It was, and we were. It was a blast. But I don't think I would pull that off now. I mean, even if I went back to being single right now, I think I would just, I don't know, maybe I would make it up a little bit, but I feel like I would be too scared of getting in trouble or someone just looking up online and ruining all the fun calling you out yeah i don't want to get called out for they'll that. make a tiktok of you and say this i met this man in a bar and he said this 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 and this about him but i looked up his profile and he's actually this person and then they'll go on they'll go in on you going viral the wrong way is my, yeah. my best bet at this point i don't well, even know hey viral's viral <laughs> get some notifi- get something out there get some listeners in some some way or the other but 
Um, I don't know. I just I'm trying to find ways to make sure that I don't get too cynical about where the world's headed with imagination and having fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go out there and lie to people to have a good time, but it was just something that we did when we were younger that I think would be a lot different now. If it was, if it, and I probably wouldn't even be able to do it now, but oh probably well. so. But um, yeah. So. I mean, like we talked about, I'm just trying, still trying to figure everything out, and I thought maybe my, maybe enlightenment happens when you're older. I don't know how it works, but I think my phone, like of all the addictions that I've had and all the things that I'm addicted to and my vices, I think my least favorite addiction right now is my phone. Like I just why so? Because I'm just ti- I'm kind of tired of like just scrolling all the time and mm-hmm. like being addicted to stuff, and then these videos come across my phone, and it's just like. I start watching stuff here and there, and I lead down this. I just, I think I'm just kind of tired of being strapped to my phone. So I really enjoyed, like, as much as it was too much driving, I'd rather have a tour bus and be selling out clubs and stuff all over the place or be flying to gigs. I do enjoy being on the road. Yeah. It's just because it's different. It gets me off the couch. I'm doing stuff. There's stress with it, you know, with making sure your car's in good shape and, uh, and making mm-hmm. sure you're taking care of all that. And um, I think I got to put a couple new tires on my car already, which Lovely. feels like I ju- feels like I just did that. I think, but since I put so many miles on it driving over the years, it's I got to do that again. So I don't want to blow out a tire in the middle of West Virginia or something. So yeah. there's stresses with it, but I just it's just getting out and doing stuff and having some motivation and being able to still be able to do comedy even though I've been doing it for so long on some level is exciting for me. I like it. But I don't have these crazy road stories. I just don't have them. I just don't. There's nothing really crazy that happens. I go out. I do my shows. I did get a chance to meet up with a comic that I had. I used to work with about. I worked with about six years ago. I hit him up. He was in Raleigh, so that's not too far away. My sister lives there. I think we probably talked about that. Yeah. Went there and did a guest set. He let me do a guest set on the second show, and it went okay. It was really good at the end, but it was like took a lot to get the crowd to mm. like like me that night for some reason. Like I was just like off to a rough start, and then I built it up, and then by the time it was over, I mean he said it's the South, so it takes twenty minutes for them to like you anyway. <laughs> but and I was only doing a fifteen minute set, but by the end of it, I kind of got them around on on my side. But you want if you're doing a guest set for someone that you want to work with or open for like next year, you want it to go pretty flawless. Right? Yeah, I understand that. And lately, have things haven't been going flawless for me, so I'm just trying to still figure. Like I don't have. At one point, I think I talked about maybe having the shanks. I think we're getting rid of that. I think we're moving out of that. Yeah. I the one night I bombed, we've moved on from that. Mm-hmm. But now we had a guest set that I really wanted to crush, and it just it went it went good. It didn't go flawless. Good, not great, huh? Yeah, I think maybe he'll still at some point want to work with me again, or just check as far as that goes. But um, it's just doing. I don't have. I think I've done maybe three guest sets in my life. Really? Yeah, I don't really like him that much, but for him, I was trying to get back on his radar because he does a lot. He's really grown as a comic and is a, and really done it the right way and has mm-hmm. a big following. And his his whole his and he's got a new hour coming out every two years, which is really impressive to me. Wow. Yeah, he does a good job, Steve Trevino. He's fantastic. As far as I'm concerned, he's like he's like the husband comic. So mm-hmm. I told one of my friends who's been married forever about him eight years ago, and then organically it came up in conversation. He's like, "There's this one guy that does this bit," and I was like. Dude, I told you to listen to him eight years ago. Yeah. It's like, that's I told much, you about him. Yeah, that's <laughs> how much people like to listen to my, my uh, whatever. Your advice. Yeah, my advice. Or it's, it's like, I do this for a living. I knew you'd like him. It was just funny how he finally brought it up. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. I was. So you're eight years behind, bro. Right, like almost a decade later. Yeah, finally. <laughs> if everybody did, I mean, if I guess that's just, I don't know. But whatever. 
but he does a lot of relationship material, and I think his is a little bit stronger than mine, and I, I, I'm still working on that aspect of it because mine's a little bit unconventional relationship because we're not married yet, so it's easier to be, like someone says husband or wife on stage, everybody that's married automatically relates to it. Right. Someone that's not, doesn't have that, it's like, well, what, we don't really know how to take it because not, we're not relating to it because we probably would have been married or we already are married or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I think the one thing about it people can can do like they they love to love to do that I don't like is just because your relationship is working out doesn't mean you get to judge everyone else's relationship. Yeah, like it always wasn't that great, right? Right. Like <laughs> you act like it was flawless and it's perfect, but I mean that's why reality TV exists and all these shows and these relationship shows that we watch and dating shows and all that, but you really just it doesn't give you a go ahead because yours is going great right now to judge everyone else's. Yeah, don't put don't put your nose down. Is that is that a good phrase? Don't put your nose down. Yeah, isn't that what it is? I don't even point know. your nose down. I believe Stick you. Stick your nose like, up at people. Even if it wasn't, it just sounds great. Something like that. We created it. Coined it. <laughs> we heard it here <laughs> first. Folks. Here. First TikTok video right there. We're gonna go with it. <laughs> That's your caption. <laughs> is that is that their captions on? I don't know how to do anything yeah, on there yet. There's captions. You can put like words like on the on the screen or on your video. So, so I'm going to have to learn how to do that and all that. So this is going to be a little bit, once I get off the road, my project's going to be TikTok. And that sounds terrible because I made fun of it for <laughs> the whole first several years it was on there. But people, there's so many people on there now. There really are. I mean, of all Jackson trades, it's I learned so much just scrolling through TikTok. Right now, my algorithm is like cooking, dogs, and like DIY hacks. That sounds great. Yeah, it's very interesting. Are you dialed in? You ever, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I talk about the algorithm all the time, but sometimes when you get the algorithm dialed in, it feels good. Yeah, I'm just scrolling. I'm like, oh, look at this cute little puppy. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know I could do that with my laundry detergent. <laughs> like, it's learning great. Yeah. how to be a better person by being on TikTok and scrolling. Yes. And I did. I do a bit about how I think people like animals more than they like people now. Yeah, I, I agree. Because you ever been scrolling through Facebook like, screw that guy. Screw that. Oh, a doggy video. This is great. This is awesome. Look at him trying to walk with boots on. He can't do it. How, oh, my gosh. They're hilarious. There was a dog <laughs> I saw. It was literally walking on its two front legs. And the other boots, little booties were in the air, his back legs. Back legs are in the air. Yeah, so cute. Uh, dogs are the best, man. They they're really the best. Are. I mean, the people, I don't understand someone, like people that say they're not dog people. I don't, I don't really, like dog, it's weird to say dog people, but. It's true though. dogs. It's kind of interesting why you wouldn't be. I mean, unless they're a little bit overbearing and if they're bigger and, you know, they, they get a little bit too crazy at times. Yeah, like jumping dog, and stuff. Puppy does and jumping around and. Again, run around the house, and so like there's, I get there's some negative aspects to having one around, but overall, as far as like how they are with how they contribute to like a, their relationship, yeah, then it just seems like something that most like majority of people should be like uh, into. Yeah, if you say you're not a dog person and you're a cat person, I'm highly judging you. I know, and it's hard to say that too because my mom is like that. Really? So I'm like, she just doesn't. We and we always had dogs growing up. We had a dog growing up. Just one. We didn't have more. We had more than one for like a week, and the poor dog, like, this is pretty rough, but got smoked by a car. So. Oh no! So yeah, that was a tough one because we only had two dogs for like a couple months. Other than that, it was like we have one dog. You know, Damn. we have a dog. Dog gets old, you get sad, and then you get another you dog. Get another, yeah. And we're going through that now with my my one of the first doggies my roommate had that I in- inherited and and kind of ended up he ended up staying. Well, I was going on the road so much I couldn't take care of a dog, so mm. my parents took him in. And now he's up there, and he's struggling. He's blind, deaf, diabetic, all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, he just I saw him over the break, and he was just bouncing off walls and walking around. Oh. And I was like, 
getting ready to say goodbye and all that sad stuff. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, I know. I just, I mean, we're getting to that point where all my, I mean, my friends' dogs old. Like it's just they've been around so long now. That's how you know you're getting older. Is yeah. how many dogs have you gone through? It's like dog years. How many dog deaths have you have to deal with? But. Uh, yeah, I, and it's, it's fun to funny to say that I don't understand people that aren't dog people, and then I'm like one of the closest people in my in my life isn't. <laughs> That's so. I see. I don't have any friends that like cats. Maybe acquaintances, but not like good friends. I don't mind them. I get along with them great. I my sister's really cat's don't fantastic. Like I can pick cats. her up. Yeah. I I can't I can't stand cats, Todd. <laughs> I'm really like. You can ask anybody that knows me well. They will say Taylor hates cats. Oh my gosh, my mom told me that she thought I should get a, a cat after my dog passed away a couple of years ago. Okay. I was like, Mom, I would get a snake before I got a cat. That's how much I don't like them. Okay. Well, if you... I mean, they're... they're I guess it's just different. It's, I mean, it's it's different. They scare me. They intimidate me. I don't like the way they look at you. <laughs> they smack you. They're judging you. Yeah. Like a dog barks, but he doesn't like hiss. <laughs> yeah, cats can definitely do a lot of different ways to show you that they're not, yeah, not about you. But if you had one, it would grow on you, and you would take care of it. And Maybe I mean, you, if you're an animal person at all, eventually the cat would would like kind of be your cat and be different than just someone else's cat that you met. Because right. meeting someone else's cat is difficult. Especially, like, I've even been on the road a few times, and I've crashed on couches all over the place. Like, I did it for a long time, but I met someone else's cat, and next thing you know, they're, like, either overwhelmingly on top of you because they're, mm-hmm. like, like that, or they're just, like, hiding in the corner or running around because yeah. they don't trust you yet. Yeah, I don't I don't like the distrust. The, dis- the, the Not the automatic trust, like, you get from a puppy? Yeah. Like, dogs, if I go to a party or someone's house, dogs just don't leave me alone. Cats, on the other hand, mm-mm. Man, they probably they just know that they sense that I don't like them. I yeah. think that's a big part of it. But if you're an animal person overall, I think eventually, if you had your own, that yeah. cat would be like more like you than you think. Yeah, you're probably right. Like if I got a kitten, you know, and just yeah, like raised it, yeah. I, it would. I'd probably like it. You're right. It would. It would grow on you, and you. It would grow into your cat, and then you'd you'd have you'd understand it more than just meeting a, someone else's cat or whatever. But Very I get true. I get the fact that it seems they they seem different and. And but it's still at the same time. If I'm an animal person, I had a, I met the Renaissance Festival years ago. I was a little bit intoxicated because for some reason <laughs> two beers there feels like twelve. Oh wow! It's it's always, it's just because you're drinking in medieval times and blood alcohol content, <laughs> mead and all that craziness. But I, I befriended a camel. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I kept talking to him. I was there for a long time. And the first the first year I tried it with the camel, I tried to get the camel to come up, and I was like. I just kept saying he was depressed. Oh. <laughs> and, and like, this lady was bringing her kids around, <laughs> and she's like, um, do you work here? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, no. <laughs> just did the camels. <laughs> she's, like, started calling her kids over. She's like, come on, guys. Let's go. Let's get away from this crazy guy. Oh, my gosh. But then like, the, the next year, I was there, and I was talking to this camel, and he put his head on my shoulder. Oh, that's so sweet. You got photos to prove it, too. Oh, I got to see them. I'll show them to you. I got to see them. We can, and if anybody wants them online, I can send them out, but Every year it comes across my Facebook memories as mm-hmm. like Carl the Camel and, <laughs> and and how I because I just I just animals and I have always got along great. Yeah. So I struggle with relationships with people sometimes and I'm a little bit too much or I don't I'm paranoid about my relationships with people because I'm always trying to figure out what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about it too much. I feel like I've spent my life in a, a lot of mildly paranoia anyway. It happens when I just at minimum like small instances. I don't know how people aren't. 
Apparently. Like how people don't think about like what other people are thinking about or like yeah. how you're coming off like to them. It don't even bother them. It doesn't even bother them at all. Yeah, it bothers me. It doesn't even <laughs> cross their brain as to maybe like I'm always like that. I'm like you. I just like I want to know what the other person's thinking about. I try and figure it out like a detective. Yeah. <laughs> try to get to the bottom of it. Like I'm just like picking up clues. Body language and stuff. Like yeah, some, eye sometime, contact. Yeah, if you turn your back to me and when you're t- uh, like sitting at a table or whatever, and you're talking to everyone else, but you're not talking to me, and, and or looking at me, like I'm trying to figure out what that means, and like and and I got in some you know relationship stuff with that, but yeah, and it's just I don't know how people aren't like that. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's like how how can you truly be yourself and not second guess it to like what anybody thinks yeah. about you? How can you truly be yourself and not be worried that it doesn't come off right? Right, right. I agree. I mean, it, it's your, I'm I'm pretty much me no matter what. Like I don't really hide it anymore. I don't have a, I used to have a temper. I don't even have that anymore. I don't even get that fired up about stuff. Good for I, you. I mean, that's kind of calmed down in my old age. But um I just don't know how people can't be a little bit paranoid in general. <laughs> If maybe they are and they just don't show it. I guess. It I mean, I, I, there's got it's like people that aren't dog people that we just talked about. There's got to be people out there that don't have any paranoia whatsoever. They're just like w- going through life just just fine and naive and not even worried about anything, I guess, right? Those they have to exist somehow. They have to and whoever they are, I would die to switch places <laughs> with you. Right? It just seems like <laughs> they're day. just to See not, how it goes. not experience anxiety or paranoia or anything oh, like that. Oh, I love it. But it's just what my brain goes to when when I'm like you know, and I'm not talking. It's been extreme with me too. We've talked about it a little bit on here, and mm-hmm. people that know me or are close to me know that I've had manic moments that have been extreme, extremely paranoid. So I just hover. But when I'm in a good place, I'm I'm still hovering with a little bit of that paranoia. Right. It doesn't always like it doesn't all go away. It's not manifesting into something crazy where I end up in the middle of nowhere by myself in a wrong airport or something. But oh, wow. like this, this is. But it's still more of like I am worried about what people are thinking. Or, like, I'm worried that my tire's going to blow out <laughs> driving. Yeah. Like, I'm worried that something's going to happen. Like, my, I, I'm always, like, on the road, like, waiting for something to happen to my car just because I've been through some situations like that mm-hmm. where I was all the way in West Virginia, a tire blew. I put the spare on in the middle of the night with AAA, came through, and then I had to turn around and drive it all the way back on the spare oh. through the mountains. Oh, man. That's and the worst. There's a road story. See, that's not fun. That's not a fun road story, but they're out there. I, that's the road <laughs> stories I get. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty shitty road story. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's real but shitty. But it's fun to peer about. <laughs> it's it's f- not it's, fun to go through. We it. made it through it, <laughs> yeah. like somehow in my lovely ways. But um, yeah. So I mean, I don't have these like um, maybe I will one day if things take off and and I get to be a bigger deal. I can have more fun road stories and can meet with meet with more more like I've met a lot of people that have done some great stuff in this business. I worked with a lot of different people. I worked with people that are really great comics. I worked with people that are perceived to be really great comics and that I don't they just dis- I disagree with, but most of the people that I've worked with are have been really good at what what they do cuz there's a reason they get to that point, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm just trying to step my game back up again. But like I said, I think I've fallen into this comfort zone with my life and being comfortable and, you know, the great girl and the dog and the, the, everything's everything's kind of fine right now. It's just like, how do I find a way to get out of my comfort zone to be able to write more without destroying everything else around me? Right. With, like, with still being content with what you've got. Exactly. It's got to expand or, like, piggyback off of what you're already doing. I kind of, I think I'm also going to kind of write about the times where it wasn't. Yeah. Like that. Why not? And like more of like who I used to be and who I was and who I am now and and kind of mix and match between that. That's kind of where I'm headed next. Like when I was younger, I did this, but this is me now. I'm like blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
this to that. So that's kind of the next, that's my grandiose idea of how to get outside my comfort zone is to talk about when I wasn't comfortable. I like it. So I think I just kind of came up with that, by the way. Oh, you see, you need to write that down. Let's write it down. (laughs) Write that down. We're going to write that one down. We can't wait for this to come out for me to remember. I got to write it down. Yay. I write everything down. You have to. You're not driving right now, so you're good. I'm not. And and as much as I don't mind driving, I think that there's a certain number of hours that I can only take right now on the road. But like I used to, like I did some crazy stuff on the road when I was really, I went all the way to, um, Chicago for a gig and from for here a showcase uh, well yeah I went to Ohio first for some shows then I ended up in Chicago for Sheesh. a showcase to try and get hired by this club owner up there passed got hired but then had to drive all the way to Virginia to get paid for a gig the next day oh so I had to drive overnight and then nap at a rest area and go all the way to this show in, Vir- in this Virginia hotel banquet room to try and get a paycheck to cover my whole trip that's that's a journey I've had some journeys like that. Like, those are the road stories I have. I don't have, like, getting crazy with a prostitute in the middle of Wyoming <laughs> or something or or meeting Dave Chappelle and behind the co- in the comedy store or anything like that. But I have these road warrior stories where I've been having to drive like a maniac overnight or do pull yeah. a 12-hour drive just to get to a gig to make sure that I can pay for everything that I just did. Three different states. <laughs> yep. It was a rough one, too, because getting tired and driving is like, I don't, I don't get, I get a little more tired than I used to, but, um, because uh, I was a, I was a maniac and I just was on pure energy drinks and, and ambition. I don't know. I feel like, I've never been a fan of energy drinks, so I do coffee. It's good, but better for you. It's, yeah, but. Back then, because I used to drive to Virginia all the time, and it's about a six-hour drive to go back home from here. And I used to do really well, and I went up for Thanksgiving, and oh my gosh, I was having such a terrible time. Like, I would have to stop so often to, like, rest my eyes or, like, walk out and stretch. Like, I don't know what it is. I guess I'm getting older, but I, it was annoying. I think we're out of of shape from driving from the, from being quarantined too. I really do think that. I think that we got, our our brains got so used to not having to, like mine did. When I first went back on the road after that, I was like, man, I can only drive for like two hours. I never thought of that. That's definitely probably it. Before it was like, I could do six, no problem. Then it's like three hours is enough. Yeah. It's like, let me stop somewhere, stretch, get something to drink and even coffee. Like I, it doesn't do it for me. Like it used too. And I heard that ca- I just found out that caffeine doesn't give you any energy or, pro- or for productivity or anything like that. It just blocks your receptors. Really? That's what someone I just someone came across my phone huh. and told me that, that it doesn't give you any energy or anything like that. It just blocks your receptors. So well, it makes sense. Tricks you into not, so that's why you crash when it's not there. Yeah. Because you're tired sense. underneath it, but you can't tell. Hmm. It's like masking it. Yep, pretty much. Interesting. That's a fun fact for today on the podcast <laughs> we were learning. But that's um, I I never got into coffee. I just don't like it. I tried it in college several times, and mm-hmm. then then coffee got fancy, and you could do iced coffee or this, yeah. that, and the other, and put a bunch of stuff in it. And I've just always like tried it, and just can't. I can't do it. I don't like it. I so. learned to like it. My mom's boyfriend, when I was growing up, he drank coffee all the time, and I hated the smell of it. Like, I'd wake up and smell, and I'm like, I hate this man for having this coffee in his house. It smells awful. And then, I guess college is when I really started drinking it, and I, I enjoy it. I like lattes and just, like, regular black coffee with cream. 
There you go. Yeah, not too fancy. I don't do all that. I get it. I wish I was into it. Extra crap. I don't know how to do that. But all the yeah, you gotta put your picture of your face on top of it. Yeah, like they do with the guy in the Geico commercial. Right. So I'm, but I think these one day these energy drinks are gonna get, make my stomach just give up. But it's like not a healthy way to do it. But I gotta get some caffeine on the. I didn't tried caffeine pills for a while, and that was way too much. I I thought about doing that, but I just thought I'd be too wired. Like it kind of intimidated me a little bit. Yeah, it was. It and then then it was so wired, and then like I said, I guess all it was doing is just masking your tiredness with a pill right and then next thing you know i was like boom i'm about to pass out out. (laughs) because i did it when when i was working at the well i I work at worked at a bar all night and then i just drove overnight to ohio for to meet some friends and then have and then do a gig too Mm -hmm. um because that was like it because it was just all scheduling issues it's like i yeah i gotta work this job i gotta keep this job but i also got gigs that i gotta get to in the next couple days right so i took a caffeine pill and drove from here to Ohio. Sheesh. It lasted that whole time? No. No. <laughs> it was a lot of it, though. I think the last couple hours I was out. Like, I was, like, it was pretty dangerous. Yeah. So. You live and you learn. Yeah, still learning, of course. And still living. <laughs> Always learning. But those are my road stories. I want I want to have more crazy stuff happen. Like, I kind of. But it's just, like, I, I go I drive. I do the gig. I go back to whatever hotel they put me in for the night, which lately some of these hotels, have, they're okay. They're <laughs> not questionable. Fancy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I've been in some dicey hotel situations. Only a couple of times where I was like, you have to put me, like I diva it up a little bit. And I was like, you got to put me somewhere else. Oh, gosh. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it through. I got sound equipment in my car. Yeah. Because then I can't sleep because I'm worried like someone's going to you know, jack my, like find out I got stuff in my car or something. And you I never know. Don't, don't like it. And then you hear all these horror stories. My buddy just told me a story about his brother-in-law getting attacked in Kansas City. And it's like, I'm on the road all the time. I can't think. Like, that's why yeah. I, like, I get it. Like, I, I'm paranoid about that stuff happening. But if I thought too much about that all the time, I would never leave the house. Yeah, it would ruin it. Like, it would just ruin everything. I would never take a gig. I would never take a crappy hotel. I would never be able to sleep at night. Um, like usually get a good nap in when I get to the hotel around four mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then throw some water on my face, take some, take my focus pills, which is we, this rhodiola stuff that I use. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's all natural, but it's really like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of the best things I've ever taken to help me clear my brain and focus. And in fact, I'm supposed to take them before I do this, but I forgot today. Oh, well, you're doing well. I can't tell. I can't tell the difference. (laughs) I can feel it because it straightens me out just a little bit. I do sometimes when I drive, um, it's better than any like caffeine that I've taken, but I'll, I'll bring them and show them to you. I'd like to see them because I'm interested. (laughs) They're all natural. And my, but then again, I'd have my buddy try them and he's like, this is too much for me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And I was like, this is perfect for me. And it works for my girlfriend great she does she does them before work too and we have and it's all natural stuff and i researched it it shows up in a lot of different supplements and it's it's just rhodiola extract and we get them pretty often to help straighten me out um before show so i, t- I take two of them before show yeah i'm curious a little to bit see of caffeine them. and i'm good yeah that's my new routine. It used to be, I used to do all kinds of different stuff before shows from drinking to smoking weed to take, pop a gummy to do all, like, uh, I used to do all that stuff and I just found out what's best for me is a little bit of caffeine, a couple yeah. of oil pills, stay sober, and then knock it out the show and then I can have a few drinks after that. There you go. The drinks are the reward. Yeah. See, it's like nice to have treats. Yeah. <laughs> little incentives. And then if I'm good enough, usually someone will get me a drink and I don't even have to pay for it and that's one of the perks of being on the road. But Look at God. 
Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's good to be back. I feel more. Com- it helps my confidence level. The fact that I'm doing shows again, even though they're not big shows. But the only thing is, I got to get more than I got to get more than ten people to come out. I got thir- thirty minimum should be the minimum for any show. I think. I like it. Yeah, that's a pretty good crowd right there. It's not. You can do a lot with it. Like if I did a whole run of of a whole month of thirty plus people and in rooms, mm-hmm. we can get this hour to where I want it. Yeah. Because uh, we're gonna have to film some stuff for TikTok again soon. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm really going to keep talking about it because I can't believe that I'm actually hammering it out. You got to put it into fruition. But I don't think I'm going to be that guy that does like home home videos every day or that like can shoot me in like different characters. I mean, I could probably do it, but I just don't have the technological brain to be able to put that all together. Um, I could probably play a character or two if like someone else wanted to film it, but... Um, I think we're just going to pump out stand-up videos on there and hope that that drives more people to see my stand-up and right. maybe something will take off. Yeah, start with that. See, let's see if they like it, if you get some traction. Am I supposed to follow a bunch of people on there? Does that um, help? I think it helps, yeah. See, what you got to do is when people start following, you follow them back, and then once you get really big, you can just unfollow everybody. Unfollow everybody after that. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks for the help. Right. Thanks for helping me get to where I need to be. Well, when you're big enough, you won't be on there as much. Someone else will run that stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, so you have a team of people. I always thought I would get to the point where I'd have a team of people that would help me with that stuff, but I think i got to do some more on my own before that can happen. Yeah, you'll get there. But have we talked about people in logical exceptions yet today? No. I should highlight this stuff as I talk about it. I just think that people don't make logical exceptions as much as they used to anymore with situations that happen. Like... I'm trying to think of a good example. Like if some, if uh, I think life is very situational. Mm-hmm. I think you should judge people based on the whole facts of the situation. That's why we have a case. That's why you have a jury. If you get in trouble, that's why you have these civil things. You judge each situation to decide it. Yeah, that's I think valid. If people have gotten away from that and just do these lump these things into a big, like, plural. Judge it in like the whole setting. Like, I don't do. I don't talk a lot about a lot of politics on here. Left, mm-hmm. right, whatever. But like the extreme version of like all or nothing is where we are headed, and I just I think we're moving away from where we should be going with that. That makes sense. You explained that pretty well. I did? Yeah, I think uh, so. I get it. Out. But, um, like, I, I think we should, there's got to be some way to have more logical, like, approaches to each situation. Yeah. Not so, just take everything for, like, what it is right then and there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, everybody's against this or for this. Like if you're against this, you're well, there's, and I'm not saying you have to be in the middle all the time. Like I'm pretty much, mm-hmm. in, I'm in the middle on a lot. I wait to see the facts of everything that comes out or each situation, and I go, all right, I'll judge based on that. Um, but I don't, I don't know if there's a lot. I don't know if enough people are doing it that way right now. Probably not. Probably not. Especially politically, it's why we have like, such a divide. Yeah, and and just like a divide of like anytime anybody talks politics, it's always it's just like all one thing or all the other way. Mm-hmm. It's never like all right, let's look at this person's situation and make a decision that way. Yeah, okay. and I wish I had a perfect example right now of something and you know in, of like an extreme thing that people think about, but I don't. I haven't got that far with this thought yet. <laughs> we'll get there. I haven't had. I don't have a good example for what I'm talking about, but I kind of. You kind of un- understand what I'm yeah, trying I, to say. Yeah, I get what you're going with. And I don't know how we make that any better. Do you? Mm. That's a big question. I for mean, you. I guess we just have to be as open-minded as we can. We can't kind of really control what other people think. You know. Yeah, teach more open-mindedness in school and stuff. Yeah, and like to give, just be give, more open-minded. I was always when you took like a a study, a case study or whatever, like. And you just looked at that case. You should be able to make a decision based on that case and all the facts of that one, mm-hmm. not just all right. This case study is 
this person did this, therefore that. It's like, no, there's more to it. Yeah, there's always more to it. There's always, I mean, what do they say? There's there's your side, his side, and the truth. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, I, don't, I wish I could have come up with a better example for this. And I, I, sometimes I'm guilty of that on the podcast. Like I have these big ideas that I have things I, I think they should go. And I don't filter it down into a nice, perfect example for everyone. But you can take, if you're listening, you can take an idea of something like that and kind of think of a story or something that's happened to you, especially something that's happened to you personally. And you're like, man... Uh, people will go on and think about what they're going to think about you without doing any research as to what they're actually like. Right. No, I get what you're saying. And and then usually if I have some time to explain myself, like if, if you get a chance to explain my, I get a chance to explain myself, I can make it make sense to people as to why I do it. But if you just look at why I do things. <laughs> and Good some, luck. Yeah. <laughs> Because I even look at my own life, I was like, man, if somebody's just looking at this from like my decision with like what I did and yeah. you know why I'm still chasing this dream down the road and, and I'm still doing shows for four people when I when I should be, you know, maybe like I should be doing something else that's better for whatever. I think if you, uh, you know, my heart's in the right place and I'm trying to still build up something that I started years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying. Like sometimes it's hard for me to justify why I go on the road for you know it's shows of total of eleven people because you're not that's not going to get you what one more follower in life. So then therefore that's why on the road I think I was like well let's move to TikTok I guess. Yeah, but you're still working towards something. You know that's why you do it. It feels that way, but it's also like I'm not younger doing it. So it's like when you're anybody can chase a dream when they're younger, but in your seventies it's like. uh well, yeah. thank God you're well, not 70 tough. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> it feels like it some days. It will after I play basketball today. I'm about to go try and be an athlete again, and everything's going to hurt for the next three days. But I'll be on the in a hotel this weekend just like my back will be on fire. But that's because I haven't done a good job of fitness lately. But Just make sure you stretch. Just make sure I warmed up, right? Yeah, make warm sure up you stretch. And, all, and uh, stretch everything out. I don't really stretch that much. I would, I always forget to stretch when I go to the gym, and then I it hurts so much more the next day because I didn't stretch. I always used to I, I used to be in the fitness industry, and like uh, it's hard to tell now because of, I've let myself go over the years, and I don't really perfect the healthiest lifestyle ever since I turned into a comic. <laughs> I don't it's a two different worlds, but um, I always make sure that everybody warmed up and then stretch afterwards as too. It's like warming up is definitely important. So when I get yeah. there, I'll just be shooting around. I'll dribble up and down the court. I'll get some layups in, and I'll try not to spray my MCL on the way to these gigs <laughs> this weekend. Please don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not worth it to get hurt, but I got, I got, it's where it's with some of the guys that book me for shows and they play basketball. Oh, so sweet. if I don't come, then he's already threatened to take my weekend away if I don't show right. up for basketball. So such blackmail. I know, but I got to do it because I need the gigs, but we'll see how it goes this weekend with working with the guy again. He may, he may not even remember that I was the guy that was there, but I feel like I've been memorable in the wrong way, but we'll, feel, we'll figure out. I won't go over my time at all this weekend. Whatever time they, he wants me to do or that the club wants me to do or they both want me to do, I'm not doing a second longer. So obedient. <laughs> because <laughs> I just don't want to get fired and I just want to <laughs> take the paycheck and go home. Right. Get your money and leave. Yeah. So I just don't want to lose, lose a night of shows and get half of a paycheck when <laughs> you're expected to get the whole one for the weekend or whatever the offer was for that weekend. But today's kind of flew by. It did. It felt like we've been here for like 20 minutes and it's 45. Yeah, I think I've been over-caffeinated and been mumbling through a lot of it, but I think it was fun. I liked it. Try and think of some more road stories down the road to talk about or maybe something will happen here in the next couple weeks on the road that we can have fun or something like that. But I'm just that boring guy out there doing comedy, you know? (laughs) 
And we'll update you on the TikTok universe as I get that going in the next couple weeks, too. Yes. And then maybe I'll find some better examples for my grandiose ideas. But other than that, this has been a good one. Did you have fun today? I had fun as always. Thanks for listening to me ramble. And thanks as always for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you out there. Keep sending feedback. It's always welcome. Good, bad, or indifferent. And uh, just thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.